you figure it out and you learn through these tests to rely on yourself. And we do have a resiliency and, um, and resourcefulness we all have deep within us. And we, I think we have to learn to tap that more and trust it more and exercise it more and it will become more apparent. Welcome to Integral Women Podcasts where women from around the world share insight and wisdom in the time it takes to drink a cup of coffee. I'm your host, Sierra Melker. I want to thank Christina Hogue so much for joining us today. She is an author and former foreign correspondent journalist. So thanks so much for joining us. Welcome. Thank you, Sierra. Thanks. So with this intention in mind, um, you've lived an incredible life. What are some tools or nuggets that you have learned that you want to share with us? And, and how and where did you gather these insights? Well, what I would say is to pay attention to yourself and to find out what you really want in life and go for it. Um, and to have the courage to do so, and also to give yourself the permission to do, uh, to do what you really want to do. You know, right. we can feel, come out of high school or college and really not know uh, what we want to do or be in the world. The world's a big place. We can feel it. So, you know, give yourself permission to find yourself and find out what you want to do and then go for it. All of the things you just mentioned, um, the, the how you make your dream a reality has to come after the figuring out what the dream or the vision is, right? Um, right, right. And it doesn't, in my experience, it wasn't even always one vision clear forever. It's like, this is the current dream and I'm going to go for it. And it's not always like a straight path. Have you always known that you wanted to write? Yeah, I, you know, I, I have. I won a prize when I was about five or six years old. Oh it's a little uh, for writing, writing interesting stories. And so, you know, this was in me all along. I discovered, I knew I wanted to write. And then in high school, I discovered journalism. And I thought, aha, that's a career that will pay me to write. What are, once you have the direction, what are your insights or tools for like making that desire real. You know, when I graduated from college, it was very difficult to break into journalism. And I ended up having to take a part-time job, uh, evening job, writing obituaries for the local newspaper in northern New Jersey. (laughs) And when I saw that, it was a news clerk. It was called News Clerk. And when I saw that, I said, I know how to do that because they had taught us that in JO 101, you know, at Boston University. So that was how I started with a very small, very low paid, um, job, but it got me my foot in the door. And then I worked up to covering sort of council meetings. And that was also on a part-time. And then finally, uh, a year and a half later, I I got my first full-time job. Um, But my dream was always to be a foreign correspondent. I had grown up sort of traveling around the world. um, My parents moved a lot with, my father worked for a multinational company. So travel was another passion of mine. And I really wanted to travel and I could be a foreign correspondent. So I had this dream of being a foreign correspondent for the New York Times or something. So after, you know, some years, I guess, I don't know, six, seven years uh, working in New Jersey at newspapers as a reporter and editor, I could see I was getting no closer to this dream and I was getting sort of bored and restless. 
So I went traveling and then I ended up started uh, writing for English language newspapers and and eventually for uh, US and and British media abroad. So it was just, again, I I got to my dream, but it was a different way of getting there than the traditional approach of working your way up the, from bigger, smaller to bigger to bigger newspapers. Right. Yeah, it's not always a straight line, but um, I love what you just said, because I hear this a lot with the women that I work with, you know, um, they'll, like you found your passion and you started working on it. And I agree, taking what you can get where you can get it and learning and gaining the skills and meeting the people. But so many women I hear from, they're like, and then I get to a point where I'm stuck or Mm -hmm. it's like, this, this method isn't working. Not to say that you shouldn't have done it, right? But you were ready for a new approach to it. So you took the other passion or explored the other direction, which was the travel part. And then you can weave them together. Um, I think one of the things that can be so scary is like, I've been on the track, I'm doing all the right things, but it's not getting me where I'm going. And then that set, like that change of direction that really isn't a change of direction, right? It was still completely on your path to the goal that you wanted. Travel is the other thing foreign correspondents do. Um, You mentioned at the beginning, courage. Did it feel like a, a courageous move? Did you feel like you were putting your journalism aside to travel or? Yeah, I, I did. It was, it was kind of a leap of, you know, again, it was a risk. I just quit my job. Again, these weren't easy jobs to get in journalism and still are even harder now because it was, it was shrinking, shrinking field even back in the 80s. But I, you know, I was just bored. I just wanted to do something else. I was in my late 20s. So I quit and I went first to France and I studied French for six weeks because I love languages. And then I ended up in Spain teaching English for a year. And then um, following a boyfriend to Guatemala, actually. And then I got into a, uh, there was a little English language weekly newspaper and I got a job there and I started covering, again, really interesting stories, you know, more than school boards and city councils. And I thought, aha, this is what I was meant to do. So it wasn't even conscious in my mind that it was like something was driving me toward that. And we have to, I think I mentioned courage because sometimes it takes guts to make big leaps. And sometimes where you don't know are really going to, you know, you're going to end up. And one thing that travel has has really um, taught me as I I backpacked once around South America for like three months by myself is that, you know, and and each place was sort of a leap. I would just go from one town to the next to the next. I I would always get where I wanted to go. You know, the bus would break down. Um, it would, I would got sick, uh, you know, things would happen on, on route, but I always seemed to end up in the destination that, you know, I wanted to go. Maybe it wasn't quite, you know, when I wanted to get there, but I got there and I thought, you know what, this is really how life is that if you just take it as it, as it comes, but also trust that things work out for the best. Um, and even when they don't look the best at, at the time, Sometimes, you know, later on you say, you know, if that really did work out for the best, I did, you know, this happened and this happened because of that. So you have to kind of trust in the universe. And, um, and that's how I've sort of been, you know, and, and, and that, and once you establish that trust, that gives you the grounding to make big leaps. Right. Um, and you say, well, 
I'll end up somewhere and I'll learn something from it. It may not be apparent right at the time, but something will happen. You know, it'll, it'll get me somewhere and hopefully closer to the goal. Yeah. The, the trust in the universe and trust in yourself, right? Like right, you, right. it is a huge leap of faith to quit your job and any, any time to quit your job. I'm like, I don't know where the money's going to come from. It's a leap of faith to get on a bus in South America. You know, right. <laughs> I'm hopefully going to go to this place. I don't know when I'm going to get there. I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know who I'm going to meet along the way. Um, but I think that's one of the fun things. When you know, I will land on my feet. I will navigate through this situation. And the universe will put obstacles in my way that I need to learn or people I need to meet, even mm -hmm. if I get you know, lost is only, I don't know where I'm going, or I don't know how I'm going to get where I'm going. We're never really lost in the long run. Um, so I, I love the literal and metaphoric uh, lessons of travel, of, of that courage and the faith required to, to get from where we are to where we want to go. Right. With right. whether that's career-wise or romantically or per anything personally all of all of these life lessons yeah all of these things of faith, right right exactly leaps of faith and i think you just like you say you have to trust in yourself that you you know we're all resourceful when we um and we're often not tested you know and, and when you put yourself in travel for example where things are unpredictable or in a foreign country, as I'm sure you know, things can be very unpredictable. Learn to embrace that. And I've learned just kind of embrace that. I say, okay, this is a challenge now. How do I figure this out? You know, uh, this guy doesn't understand me. I don't speak his language or, or whatever, or whether it's crossing a road in some uh, Asian, Southeast Asian country with, <laughs> with no traffic lights and the traffic's like, you know, like this, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, you figure it out and you learn through these tests to rely on yourself. And we do have a resiliency and um, and resourcefulness we all have deep within us. And we, I think we have to learn to tap that more and trust it more and exercise it more and it will become more apparent. I agree. Um, one of the, the tips that I share with my clients and leads to this is to start small in that testing and tapping of the resiliency. Um, I wouldn't necessarily recommend to all people just to get on a plane and go to a country right. where they speak the language. Um, some people can, and that's cool if that works. Um, but it's it's a like a muscle that can be built up. So you know, something as small as taking a different route to work. You're like, oh, mm -hmm. I'm in a new place. I'm observing things differently. Oh, I'm responding to things differently. Oh, look at this. I have this skill or this strength, like you said, that I didn't realize that I had because when we are in the familiar, uh, we get so habituated to one way or right. another. Um, right. and, and we don't really tap into what we're capable of. Um, right. We're in our comfort zones. Exactly. Kind of thing. But, you know, I grew up very shy. I was a very shy kid. And, um, and I, but I wanted to go into journalism. I had to be a reporter. Reporters are not shy people. So I, I had to learn to really push myself. And it was a real effort to, you know, go up to people and ask them questions. And I had to kind of pretend to be someone else. I was a reporter. In my, you know, own life, personal life, I, I'm 
was very shy, you know, I'm very self-conscious all the time, but I learned to push myself and I pushed myself out of it. And today I even still have to push myself. I feel like, oh, I'll just sit at home and watch TV. I'm not going to go out, you know, (laughs) just lie on the couch. And I have to like push myself out the door. So you have to learn to push yourself to, to grow, I think too. Yeah. I love also, I, when I first started, my first career was as a teacher and I had the same experience that I would much rather not talk to anybody. I was, you know, a comfortable introvert. I could speak to mm-hmm. people, but I'd much rather not. Um, right, right. And I remember my whole first year of teaching, um, I wore fake glasses because I thought that's what teachers looked like. I said, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm an actor, right? I'm uh-huh, pretending uh-huh. to be a teacher today. Um, until a couple of years into it, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm sort of not pretending this is, I feel this like is this me. is me. But right. I do remember feeling nauseous every morning for the whole first, I felt like I was on stage mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. every day, pretending to be the person that I wanted to be. Um, and that, like you've already said, took courage and a risk. And I grew into the person that I wanted to be. Right. Right. By taking those risks. Fake it uh, until you make it, as they say. Yep, absolutely. Um, any last tips or suggestions we want you want to leave or offer um, to our listening audience? Just, just to, um, I've always found to be open to everyone. And I, I've found um, life lessons in very unexpected places. Being a reporter, I've, I've you know, interviewed many different types of people. I've taught uh, creative writing in a prison uh, to at-risk teen girls. And you learn from everyone. Uh, everyone has something to offer. So let's have that be the invitation for the day. Look around the world and see who you can learn from, what you can hear, whether you agree with it or not on first listening, just see what's out there and have that be your first step or one of many steps towards your courageous journey towards yourself. Thank you so much again for making some time for us and sharing your insights with us. Have a great day. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks. Adios. Ciao. Thanks for listening to Integral Women Podcast. I'm your host, Sierra Melker. If you've been enjoying these podcasts, I invite you to check out two features on our Anchor homepage. Number one is the message button. I want to hear from you. I want to hear which guests have really spoken to you, what uh, this podcast is bringing up for you and sharing with you. Let us know how you're receiving the podcast. And there's another button. If you'd like to support the effort of Integral Women Podcast, it invites for a subscription or donation. You're welcome to check that out, and I would greatly receive anything that you're willing to share, either ideas or support. Thanks so much.